This week on Talking Central Arizona Sports, a preview of a seismic clash between the Bradshaw Mountain and Prescott boys basketball teams. Hello everyone, my name is Torrance Dunham and welcome to a weekly podcast catching you up on the latest with Central Arizona sports teams. Part of Talking Glass Media's Cast 11 podcast network, the show features game previews and recaps along with interviews with coaches and players and much more. The show starts this week talking about the Prescott and Bradshaw Mountain boys basketball teams, which are set to do battle on Thursday night in a game that has major implications for the region title. But first, we'll recap what happened last week for each team, starting with Bradshaw. The Bears won road games against Lee Williams, Mojave, and Mingus Union on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, each with a victory margin over 15 points to remain perfect with a 14-0 record and an 8-0 region mark. Bradshaw Mountain is ranked as the number two team in the 4A conference and will play Prescott on the road at 7 p.m. on Thursday, We'll get to more about that matchup in a second before traveling to play Flagstaff on Friday. As for Prescott High School, they are also rolling as the number 10 ranked team in the 4A conference. The Badgers last week beat Mingus Union 76-48 and absolutely dismantled Mojave to a score of 80-33. Uriah Tanet continued his excellent season in the win against Mojave, leading the Badgers with 26 points, while Jake Hilton had 16. Prescott High School improved to 10-2 overall and 6-1 in the region. Prior to the big game against Bradshaw on Thursday, they will travel to Coconino for a game on Tuesday at 7 p.m. They will also play Lee Williams on the road Friday. So let's get into that big matchup between Bradshaw, the first-place team in the 4A Grand Canyon region, and Prescott, who sits behind them at second place after Bradshaw beat Prescott earlier this season 60-48 in Prescott Valley. Bradshaw, in their last meeting, was able to hold down the high-scoring attack of Prescott, who averages 70.2 points per game compared to the uh, the Bears' 50.2, something they will look to do again. The Bears come into the game having a slight advantage over Prescott on the boards, as Bradshaw averages 13.9 offensive rebounds per game and 26 defensive rebounds per game, compared to Prescott's 29.9 defensive rebounds and 13 offensive rebound average. Prescott's ability to share the ball could come up big, holding a slight lead of assists per game, 16.1 to Bradshaw's 12.1. Some players to take note of for Bradshaw is Mason Hunt, who leads the team with 12.7 points per game, and Amari Lawrence, who averages 11.8. Dante Landis is also cleaning up the floor with 9.1 rebounds per game. As for Prescott, the Badgers have not only one of the best players in the 4A, but the entire state itself with Tanette. Tenet's 25.2 points per game places him 16th in the state overall. Zane Gall is also averaging 13.8 points per game, while leading the team with an average of 9.4 rebounds per game. Hilton is also averaging 11.2 points. If Bradshaw is able to sweep their rival, it would essentially lock the region championship up for the Bears, something that the program has only done one other time in the last decade. The coaches of Bradshaw and Prescott will join the show next, but first, winter is here. Can your heater handle it? 
Yavapai Plumbing and Heating will keep your home warm and toasty all winter long. Go to ypeinc.com to schedule your service. That's ypeinc.com. Welcome back to Talking Central Arizona Sports. Thanks for giving this podcast a listen. Joining the show now is Bears head coach Kane Atkinson. Coach, how are you? And thank you for joining the show again. I'm good, man. How about yourself? And thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Thanks so much. So I'd say a pretty good start in your first season with Bradshaw, 14-0, 8-0 in the region, and being the number two ranked team in the 4A conference. Just what has this season been like for you? And what has made this team's play so excellent? Uh, you know, this season's been pretty awesome. You know, I, uh, you know, once we got here, once I got here and we started to get to work, you know, it was just a really special group of kids, you know, they were, you know, kind of very willing to put their, you know, egos and, you know, any individual things that they had in mind, you know, they set that aside and everything's about the team and, you know, I couldn't be more, more proud of the kids. They've, they've done a heck of a job and, you know, we're just, we just want to continue to get better and, you know, hopefully we, we continue all the success and, you know, hopefully we make a, you know, continue to just get better. Yeah, surprisingly, the end of the regular season is just about a week away. But before that, a huge game against Prescott on Thursday. You guys got the win on your home court a few weeks back. What are you expecting for this one as the rivalry goes to PHS? Uh, it's going to be a tough game. You know, as, as I've always said, I think that Travis does a heck of a job over there with those Prescott kids. And, you know, they got a couple of really good players. and. You know, we're excited for it. We're excited for the environment, but we know that it's going to be extremely difficult. And, you know, we we respect uh, that Prescott, Prescott program a great deal. So just got to continue to work hard and get better. And, you know, Thursday night's going to be a an awesome, awesome game. A win, I believe, essentially clinches a region championship for you guys. Is that on the mind of you and the players at all? Uh, no, uh, definitely not. I just think that every every game is an opportunity for us to get better. And that's something that I talk about, you know, starting every week or going into any game plan or scout. Um, it's just an opportunity for us to get better. So we're not looking at this as um, this can clinch us a region championship. Um, I think that a goal that we have is we want to go undefeated um, heading into the state playoffs. And again, this is just, you know, playing Prescott. We know that they're a very talented team. They're not, we know that they're going to be very difficult. And again, it's just about us getting better. So, so yeah, I think that that's where our uh, that's where our mindset is. You know, obviously the game a few weeks back was your first taste of the Prescott Bradshaw rivalry atmosphere. <laughs> uh, what was that like for you, and what are you expecting the scene to be like at Prescott with two high ranked teams going at each other? Um, it was a lot of fun for me. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of you know what I was used to back when I played back in Wyoming. Um, there was a lot of a lot of student support, and you know there was a lot of rivalry rivalries like that. And, you know, it was just a lot of fun, and I think that the kids really enjoy that type of atmosphere. And you know, so we're looking forward to you know pretty much the same thing as 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 Bradshaw. You know, a lot of people, uh, it's going to be hostile. You know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to it. After that big game against Prescott, you got Flagstaff, Coconino, and Lee Williams uh, to end the regular season. As I mentioned, you guys are the number two ranked team in the state right now. If you guys go undefeated and move up to that number one rank. What would that mean to the team and for you? 
Um, I just think that it would just be a credit to the guys and how hard we've worked. You know, they, they've really bought in. Like I always continue to talk about, um, they, they've been willing to change a lot of bad habits and, you know, they've, they've really trusted the process. You know, they see that the success that we're having and they also understand that we didn't get there for, for no reason. You know, we, we have worked really hard and, and it goes back to like June 1st. I mean, we've, we've just been going at it and I just think that it would just show how, you know, just show a lot about these kids and, and all the hard work that they've done for, for me and this program. You know, as I mentioned, uh, the regular season ends for you guys on uh, February 1st, and then obviously the playoffs get underway. Uh, it just seems like this season started yesterday. It's kind of been like kind of a whirlwind. Uh, it's It's been crazy. You know, it's definitely seems like it shouldn't be ending so soon, and it just seems like I just got here, and, you know, I'm – it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard season to end, you know, with the, with the group that we have and the seniors that are gonna be leaving. Um, like I said, it's a very special group of kids. All right, coach. Uh, thanks for joining the show, and look forward to talking with you as the playoff picture comes into view here in about uh, another week and a half or so. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Joining the show now is Badgers head coach Travis Stedman. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Torrance. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for uh, joining the show. A great season so far, 10-2 overall and 6-1 and in region play. The number 10 ranked team in the 4A conference with just over a week left in the regular season. Where is the confidence level of the team right now? You know, probably I would say since, you know, since the, the Christmas break where, you know, we kind of had a little downer there against Deer Valley, um, you know, we went into went into our holiday tournament, and I think we've been kind of gaining steam since then. I mean, we had a hiccup against Bradshaw, but uh, for the most part, we've been playing with some real serious confidence over the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about this week for sure. Is there one thing that you can point to that has made the team as good as it has been, whether it's uh... – um, you know, turnover ratio or um, defense or point score, something like that? You know, normally you can point to like something statistically. Um, but in this case, it's just been reps. I mean, we had we had so many so many late starters, meaning like holdovers from football. And it took a while for us to get back into basketball shape and get those guys, you know, the feel for the game a little bit more. Jake Hilton is, is somebody that that uh, – has really turned the corner for us lately. And he's kind of been our most important player the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he was kind of a late starter because of, because of the football season and because of his play, honestly, and his athleticism and what he brings, there's not a lot of counter to that. And, and because of that, we've, uh, we've been playing at a pretty high level. So you mentioned uh, Jake Hilton, another star on the team, uh, another football player on the team as well. Uh, Uriah Tenets, uh is a sophomore. He's averaging 25 points a game. You know That makes him not only one of the best players in the 4A conference, but the entire state itself. Uh, what kind of growth have you seen from him this year? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I just spent about three minutes talking about football holdover. And we just talk about we're talking about Uriah, who's technically a football holdover. In the very first game he played, he scored forty. So it's uh, he's just uh, he's a different animal, man. He uh, it, what he brings and his confidence level in general, just his poise and his athletic ability and his his his, his ability to play basketball in general is just 
it's at a high level. It's at something you would see from somebody who, who's in their second or third year of college, let alone high school, let alone a sophomore. I mean, we're talking a kid that's legitimately played about 35 basketball games, uh, 36 total in the high school level, and he's playing like a seasoned vet. You know, and it's just he's at the top of everybody's scouting report. Uh, it doesn't matter what the challenge is; that kid's incredible. Like we played, we played some real high-level competition this summer, and he was always the best player on the floor. And that's not hyperbole. He was, he, he just was, and uh, you know, it's it really shows. And he's, you know, we spent time talking about Jay Kilt being our most important player. I mean, Uriah is our best player, and he he makes the right choices for us. He makes the right decisions. He, he really sets the tone. He's our engine for sure. So you had mentioned uh, that game against uh, that Bradshaw uh, there. Obviously, Raya and Jake is going to have to be uh, a big uh, part of this game coming up. So you got that game against Coconino on Tuesday, but after that, it's a big game against Bradshaw at home on Thursday, which has major region implications with the Bears 8-0 in the region currently. What are some things the team took from that loss on the road a few weeks back, and uh, what are you expecting from this game? Well, I mean, I expect our players to play. Um, I say that in the sense that Uriah and Zane, two of our best players, were in foul trouble in the first half pretty early. And that kind of set the tone for us. Uh, I mean, when you have your two leading scorers uh, out of the game with, with foul trouble in the first half, I mean, it's going to – our, our production offensively is going to show. I mean, you're going to be able to see on the scoreboard what, uh, you know, what, kind, of, what kind of difference those guys make. So – I expect us to play hard. I mean, at our place, it's uh, it's not an easy place to play. The environment's going to be loud and exciting. The band's going to be there. The fans are going to be there. The court's bigger. Um, I expect us to compete, and I expect them to compete, too. They're a well-coached, strong, big basketball team, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to uh, – or we're going to have to show up and play hard. I mean, there's no question about it. So you mentioned the atmosphere a little bit. You know, I, I've covered Bradshaw Mountain and Prescott games in the past, but for those who don't know, what is the environment kind of like, and what does that provide for the players and you, especially with a crucial game in the standings like this one's going to be? Man, when I I grew up, I'm I'm from Montana originally, and in Montana, when a wintertime rolls around, it's basketball season, and uh, you know the you watch the movie Hoosiers, you watch the football movie Friday Night Lights, and you see the scenes of the of the bus leaving and all the cars behind it following it to the game. That's kind of what I'm used to. I mean, not to that, not to that extreme, but you show up at the gym and it's full and it's loud and you play on the road, you know you're on the road. And when you play at home, you know you're at home. And and so it's just, it feels like home to me. Like it's, it's something I'm really used to. And and honestly, it kind of gets lost in translation when you go to the Valley or you go to some of these outreach places that don't have the following. And so when we get to play Bradshaw, and that's the feeling, and the same at Coconino, I mean, they have a really good following too. When you go play those games, whether they're at home or on the road, the atmosphere is just off the charts. It's A+. Plus. And it's, it's one of those things that you just can't replicate, but when you're in it, you love it. So one final question for you, because I uh, don't think we'll be able to talk next week because you got three games back to back to back, uh, the 30th of January, the 1st of February, and the 2nd of February. Uh, three games um, kind of right and around each other right there. Uh, how was it like to end the season like that where you have three games basically consecutive days? 
you know, I, I, I hate to sound like this guy, but it's one of those things. We, we have a mantra. We just try and win every day. And so it, whether we have a game that day or practice or we're having a team dinner or we're going on a hike or whatever it is, like a team bonding thing, we're just trying to win that moment. And so, you know, you just kind of weather the storm as you go. I mean, you sign up for this when you play Grand Canyon Region basketball. Like you have to go to you have to go to Kingman. You have to go to Bullhead City. You got to make a couple trips to Flagstaff. So you just know going in that's what you're going to have to do. And I mean, this is kind of the enjoyment of it. Like it's just you know you kind of get used to your bus partner and your buddy on your buddy on the bus and and the snacks and and uh, being nice and cozy for a couple hours. It's just it's just what it is. Our our mindsets to. We're going to go out there, we're going to win, and whatever it takes, we're going to figure it out. Coach, uh, thanks for joining the show, and uh, good luck the rest of the way as the regular season starts to draw to a close. And I hope to talk to you again in the future. Hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you do. It's awesome for the kids. So uh, uh, keep it up, man. Thank you so much. Once again, the game between Prescott and Bradshaw begins at 7 p.m. on Thursday at Prescott High School. It's time to whip around the rest of Central Arizona sports teams and get you caught up on previous results and what's to come this week. The Bradshaw Mountain High School boys soccer team is also having a great season as they are the number three team in the 4A conference. They remained perfect with a 5-0 win over Mingus Union on Wednesday to improve to 8-0 overall and 2-0 in the region. They play Prescott on the road on Wednesday at 5 p.m. and then have another road game against Flagstaff on Friday at 3 p.m. The girls' soccer team won a home game on Saturday 3-0 against ALA Ironwood to improve to 2-6 overall. They also play Prescott but at home on Tuesday at 5 p.m. before a matchup with Flagstaff on Thursday at home at 5 p.m. The Bears girls' basketball team won both their games last week 50-18 over Mojave and 49-33 against Mingus Union to improve to 5-8 overall and 4-3 in the region. Next up are home games against Lee Williams on Wednesday at 7 p.m., rival Prescott on Thursday at 5.30 p.m., and Flagstaff on Friday at 7 p.m. The boys wrestling team hosts a meet against Arcadia, Millennium, and Sunrise on Wednesday at 4 p.m., while the girls wrestling team competes in the Talon at Sandra Day O'Connor High School on Saturday. Over to Prescott High School as the girls' basketball team lost to Mingus 56-48 but beat Mojave 54-21 to go 1-1 last week, moving their overall record to 6-7 overall and 2-5 in the region. They have a home game against Coconino on Tuesday, a road game against Bradshaw on Thursday, and a home game against Lee Williams on Friday. All start times are 5.30 p.m. The boys' soccer team fell to Mojave last week 2-0 at 2-5 overall and 0-1 in region play. They host Bradshaw Mountain on Wednesday at 5 p.m. before hitting the road for games against Lee Williams on Friday and Coconino on Saturday. The girls' soccer team, meanwhile, beat Coconino last week 3-0 to keep their perfect 6-0 record with a 1-0 region mark. The number four ranked team in the 4A will next play rival Bradshaw on the road on Tuesday at 5 p.m. before hosting Lee Williams on Thursday at 5 p.m. Over to Chino Valley as the Cougars boys basketball team lost both their games last week, 61-30 to Camp Verde and 93-28 to Scottsdale Christian to fall to 1-11 overall and 1-5 in the region. Next up is a road game against Fountain Hills on Tuesday before home games on Friday against Borgate Catholic and Saturday against Wickenburg. All games begin at 7 p.m. 
The girls' basketball team also struggled, losing to Camp Verde 54-41 and Scottsdale Christian 71-42 last week to fall to 1-11 overall and 0-6 in region play. The team also has a road game against Fountain Hills on Tuesday before hosting Borgate Classic and Wickenburg on Friday and Saturday. All games begin at 5.30 p.m. On to collegiate sports, as the Yavapai College Rough Riders men's basketball team lost both their games last week, 84-49 to Arizona Western and 70-58 to Glendale. Devin Bryant Jr. led the team with 19 points in the loss to Glendale on Saturday. The team is 6-13 overall and 3-8 in the conference as they play road games against Eastern Arizona on Wednesday, number 8 Pima on Saturday. The women's basketball team lost 61-34 to Arizona Western on Wednesday, but beat Glendale 63-54 on Saturday. In the wins, Sadie Allred led the team with 21 points, while Tara Smith had 15. At 7-10 overall and 4-7 in the conference, they have a tough week ahead, with road games against number 10 Eastern Arizona on Wednesday and number 12 Pima on Saturday. Even though temperatures are in the 20s, baseball season is getting started in Prescott as the Rough Riders begin their season with a doubleheader against Scottsdale on the road Friday before another doubleheader against Scottsdale in Prescott at noon and 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Ending the whip around with Embry-Riddle. The men's basketball team lost both their games last week, 68-56 to La Sierra and 96-83 to Antelope Valley, both on the road. In the loss to Antelope Valley, Chase Verdugo led the team with 21 points. At 6-13 overall and 4-8 in the conference, the Eagles host Simpson on Thursday and UC Merced on Friday, both at 7.30 p.m. The women's basketball team, meanwhile, beat La Sierra 66-56 on Friday, but lost to Antelope Valley 74-63 on Sunday. Susie Reynoso led the team with 20 points in the loss. At 12-8 overall and 8-4 in the conference, next up are home games against Simpson on Thursday and UC Merced on Friday. Both start at 5.30 p.m. The Embry-Riddle men's wrestling team finished 11th of 30 teams in the Missouri Valley Invite Day 2 last weekend and will play Eastern Oregon on Friday and Corbin on Saturday. The Eagles are also hitting the diamond starting this weekend as Embry-Riddle softball as the Embry-Riddle softball team begins the season against the College of Idaho in a doubleheader on Friday in Glendale, while the baseball team competes in the 2023 Coach Calderon Invitational Thursday through Saturday in Mesa against Oklahoma Panhandle State. Mid-America Nazarene, the College of Idaho, and Taylor. As I do every week, I'll end the show by giving my thoughts on some state sports. Okay, I'll admit it. I might have been a bit too quick to bury the Suns last week, as all of a sudden, the team has rolled off three straight wins and find themselves right back in the middle of the playoff picture. Them beating the Nets, albeit without some of their key pieces, even though the same can be said about the Suns, the Pacers, and beating a full-strength Memphis Grizzlies team has renewed faith that this season may turn around. It was never a question of talent with this team. The injuries have absolutely decimated them, and I've read that book before. If we can just get healthy, then blank. Most teams with injuries all season hardly ever get back to being fully healthy. If there is a team that can have a rocky season and then shock the world, it could be this one, even though I kinda highly doubt it with all the injuries so far. But I will still say this, the team needs to make a big splash at the deadline, and despite the winning streak, key players continue to miss games, whether for injuries or sickness. I'm Torrin Sunham, and this has been Talking Central Arizona Sports, part of Talking Glass Media's Cast 11 Podcast Network. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday.